Alright folks and welcome to another edition of the Survivalist uh, Podcast. Uh, as always folks you can catch all of our old episodes at uh, survivalinfo.org and as well you can also check on uh, all of our old shows at uh, soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast and all places where fine podcasts are available. Uh, also folks if you could leave a like, leave a review. Uh, anything you could to help us out would be greatly appreciated. Uh, also, two folks wanted to talk about just the show notes for a minute. Uh, those of you that have been asking to be able to kind of help support the show, go ahead into the show notes. There's a link for donations and a link to shop on Amazon. Uh, the shop on Amazon to help support the show and cost you nothing. Uh, but there's also a donate button there if you want to donate, uh, you know, cash. So I do appreciate uh, all that and all the support. So got a got a lot of questions got got some questions in from uh, last week's show. Uh, we'll talk about the questions here in a minute. I mean, I don't have a lot of questions, but I do have a couple. Uh, some, but uh, folks, I want to talk about for a minute here. Uh, a lot of que- people have been talking about uh, what they can do. If I had any ideas, one of the questions I had was, do I have any ideas? Uh, what would be a good thing to do to make money if they're not working? That was one of the questions somebody had. And I've been telling people this, and I really do believe that the best thing you can do right now. Uh, as far as a side business is, believe it or not, to get fabric, get the pattern, and to make masks. Uh, my friend's wife, just the other day, uh, she paid like half of their rent just by selling masks uh, on a table in their front porch. So, I mean, there there are definitely ways to make money right now if you're willing to put the time in. Uh, maybe you're not going to get paid what you're worth, but at least it'll help you. Uh, get some money together so you can go ahead and kind of, you know, maybe, you know, pay the rent or help pay some pay some bills, stuff like that. So uh, masks are a big thing. And, and you don't have to necessarily go out to places like uh, like a Joanne Fabrics or a place like that to go ahead and, and get uh, uh, material. Uh, you can make it out of any, you know, any old clothes. Uh, anything with a pattern on it seems to be pretty catchy. Uh, anything really with with anything with that that's kind of popular. If you have like you know baby clothes that have Disney characters on it, if you can cut that up and make a mask out of it. Now you do want to follow. There is um there is on the mask. I'll actually show you. There actually is a way you're supposed to make the mask, so it actually does follow CDC guidelines. So you want to check out check that out as well. Uh, while any mask is really good, uh, you want to make them where they have multiple layers uh, to help protect some people to following CDC guidelines. But uh, I do want to point that out as well. Just making a mask sometimes isn't always going to protect you. You need to follow uh, the CDC guidelines for the masks. That uh, That's very important. And like I said, you can find all that right on the Internet. Just Google it. Uh, there actually is a pattern to make masks, make them properly. And like I said, you can make them out of material. You can make them out of any, anything you really have laying around uh, to kind of give them a good look, anything that's catchy. Like I said, if you have old, you know, if you have old clothes, and as long as it's in good shape, uh, that's kind of catchy with things on it that you that people might want, uh, that might be something good to try. That'll probably be pretty popular and might sell pretty well. I mean, the best thing you can do is make it out of something that's catchy, like 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 I said, Disney or Star Wars or Marvel. I mean, if you have an old. I mean, I, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but that's you know that's the stuff that's selling right now. And you can, if you don't want something pretty ass, you can sell them on. Places like McCary, Facebook, Etsy, places like that, uh, where you can make yourself five, six, seven bucks. So, like I said, that that's been something I'm telling people that they could do that really can help them make a little extra money. That might help them. The mass market is a is a big market right now, where a lot of people that don't have money are making money making masks. So, I strongly recommend if you if you need something, need some extra money, or need to, you know, make some money, side money, 
Uh, go in and make a mask. I know it sounds a little crazy. They're not a lot of work, and you can actually make yourself five, six bucks a shot. And uh, like I said, my friend, he actually they paid half his rent just by his wife making masks. So, again, folks, go ahead, and, and that might be a business, uh, you know. Uh, also, too, those of you guys that are out there that have trades and aren't working, uh, you know, guys that are, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but if, if you need to make money, uh, you know, you can work, you know, do some side jobs, stuff like that. I know, well, it's not maybe the safest thing to do. Um, you know, if you need to pay the bills, you got to pay the bills, right? Um, you got to put food on the table. Sometimes you do what you got to do. But uh, also, too, there are other businesses. Well, anything really online that you can do uh, is really going to be helped. Now, obviously, some people don't have money for certain things. Masks are kind of necessity. People show for that kind of stuff. But if you're going to try to sell Avon or Beachbody, uh, those kinds of businesses really right now that, I mean, people are scrounging about. But the fitness industry may do well because people can't go to the gym. People that have money and maybe want to go to the gym but can't, that might be something. I'm not really really familiar with the fitness industry, but that might be something you could try as well. Like I said, selling stuff like Avon, makeup, stuff like that, those things are, I mean, they might you might make some money with that stuff. I don't discourage anybody from that, but uh, that might be a tough sell right now only because of, you know, everything going on. But uh, like, I, like I said, for, there are a lot of different things. Anything online is going to be safe for you to do and, and really a way for you to to really make money and stay safe. Uh, that's my, the main goal right now is to make money and, and, and stay safe. You know, uh, it, like I said, it's, it's a tough thing, but sometimes, you, you know, you do what you got to do. And unfortunately, uh, some people have been taking side jobs and stuff like that. And, and they're in... You know, environments where they're around different people, some of that. Maybe that's not the best thing to do. We're all supposed to be distancing ourselves. But unfortunately, if sometimes you got to make money, you got to do what you got to do. As long as you're wearing a mask, wearing your gloves, and you're staying safe, uh, social distancing, uh, hopefully, you, you know, you'll be okay. And, you know, uh, you know, it's a tough thing. Uh, I will say, though, we do have somebody who's uh, sick in the hospital right now. And I do want to point out, folks, that while people, while people generally do, do their jobs and do them well, there are people that do take advantage of the situation um you have to really if you have somebody that's in the in the hospital right now or in a nursing home you really should be checking in on them via phone as much as you can uh fortunately places where people get medical care obviously those people are overworked overstressed and sometimes things can kind of fall through the cracks i'm not saying it happens with everybody but you know uh right now there's nobody kind of looking over anybody's shoulder to keep anybody honest and, you know, you can have people that are fortunately getting suffered from neglect and some of that because their families can't see them. And, you know, people are taking advantage of that. Not saying it's everybody, but, um, you know, if you do have people elderly uh, that are in nursing homes and they do require people's care, I would try to check in with them. Uh, not saying that everybody will do it. Not saying I've had any experience with it, but. I did read an article in the paper this morning talking about how some of the elderly are being neglected because the families aren't there showing up. Uh, some of these nursing homes are becoming like neglect homes. And uh, I'm not saying that that definitely is happening to everybody. I hope it's not. But uh, if you have any elderly I would, or anybody in a hospital or a nursing home, I would check up on them just to make sure they're getting the level of care uh, that they're, they have, they're entitled to getting. So I uh, just wanted to point that out as well, folks, uh, for any of our el you know, elderly high risk, obviously we can't go see them. Uh, so we're trying to keep, you know, protect them the best we can. And, uh, fortunately sometimes, uh, not seeing some people, unfortunately, while it's good for keep them healthy, uh, it also sometimes can result in people, uh, not getting the, the level of care they deserve. So if you have any elderly, um, you know, please check on pub on them as uh, they deserve uh, their care 
um, not only their safety, but their the proper care they deserve. So a couple of things I wanted to get into, like I said, I did get a couple a couple of questions and uh, somebody had point uh, somebody had pointed out to me uh, talk about, I've been talking a lot about fishing because it is fishing season here in the Pennsylvania mountains. Uh, but somebody had asked me a question the other day about bow fishing and I have I have never actually done that. I actually went ahead and looked it up on YouTube, and uh, there's a couple of good channels on on YouTube of bow fishing. Those of you that don't know what what bow fishing is, it's when you actually take a bow and where your 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 counterweight would be on the front of your bow, instead of having that there, you put a reel on it, and you shoot the the uh, the fish or whatever with the bow, and then you reel them in. Uh, so it's like bow hunting with pretty much like a string on the end of the bow where you reel it in. It'd pretty much be like you shooting a deer and then reeling them on in. So, you know, it's, it's, I actually watched some really good videos on YouTube. I was actually kind of went that whole rabbit hole literally with, with this um, earlier in the week when somebody had sent me that question. And I had said I had never gone bow fishing. And now, thanks to this person, now I'm actually, it's going to be on my list of, of things to do uh hopefully maybe this summer or or maybe next summer if we go on a trip but and this whole thing is over but uh yeah that actually is on my list i've never actually done it i never actually even seen it uh so then i actually went on outdoor tv doc uh, outdoor tv.com which is a wonderful outdoor it's all free outdoor stuff and they actually have a whole bow fishing uh comp i guess a co competition that goes on <laughs> down south um and it's interesting. You have to be on a boat to do it. You really can't do it from the shore. But uh, what they actually do is that they go into like swamp areas or, or areas where the water is a little on the shallower side, and it's and they actually go around. It's more like a river stream kind of slow moving, like I said, swamp kind of thing. But you you go through, and if you see them in the water, you aim and shoot with the bow, and then you reel them on in. And uh, like I said, I watched this, and then I was watching this. Like I said, on outdoor TV, there's actually a whole contest with this, and I was watching this, and it, this is, I didn't realize how intense this is, it really makes makes fishing a lot more, uh, fishing is always fun, but it makes it a lot more uh, intense, and definitely gives you a lot of action to watch, so, uh, like I said, I was watching, I was watching that the other day, I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is really intense, watching this bow fishing stuff, uh, so I went down the whole rabbit hole, there's just tons of videos online if you want to look it up, uh, it actually is very interesting, very intense, and looks like an incredible amount of fun so uh somebody asked if i went bow fishing i i have not uh that is now on my list of things to do so thank you very much for that question and hopefully like i said hopefully i will go bow fishing i will try to take some video of it when i do go and uh it should be a lot of fun and now i'm definitely something i definitely want to do i hope I, I'm, I'm actually hoping i don't think i can do it up here in the i mean there, we do some swamps up here but not really i something i probably do it on south to do and uh, if I actually do ever get a chance to do it, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I hope so. I really look look forward to it. Uh, somebody had talked about too about fishing alligator gar. I, I've never actually done that. Uh, this really wasn't a question, but it was something that somebody had brought up about about hunting alligator gar. Uh, I actually have never done that before. But uh, what I will point out is, uh, from what I was reading, and again, I'm not I'm not an expert with this, so you know, don't take my advice. Look it up. But uh, one of the things I had read about, and my wife had even said too, is that I guess alligator gar is one of those things you can take as many of them as you want. Like in Pennsylvania, coyote is one of those things that we're overrun with, so you can take as you know take a, a coyote any day, seven days a week. And uh, one of the things I didn't realize was uh, looking at alligator gar, 
Uh, you actually, they're actually one of those species where they actually want people to fish for them and uh, uh, because there are so many of them. And while I was looking that up, I kind of, kind of fell back over into this bow fishing thing again because apparently bow fishing is one of the ways that you hunt alligator gar. So it kind of was funny because it kind of went over, it kind of fell over into this other category again. So uh, like I said, but I, I didn't realize alligator gar is one of those things you could, you could actually... Uh, take as many as you wanted from what I'm reading anyway from what I saw on YouTube but apparently the other way you hunt alligator are is bow fishing so uh, like I said I went down this whole rabbit hole with this the other day and I'm kind of stuck on this now I've been watching actually this morning I was sitting here at my coffee and I was watching a few more of these videos so uh, those of you that ever hunt when alligator if, you, if any of you have ever gone bow hunting or ever done anything with alligator gar uh you can send me a uh, send me any, any information uh like i said my twitter kb3yua and go on there or go to the website and you can link up with me or that way or instagram and and go like i said send me the information about this or send me any stuff you have about it because i'm actually very interested in it now and would actually look forward to hopefully doing it at some point down the future so uh, like i said uh, send that information to me. i'd be interested to talk about it other thing too is somebody asked me a question talking about talking about alligator eggs and the the question was have you ever eaten alligator eggs and I have uh, for those of you that have never and it's not so much even alligator reptile eggs are they're not like chicken eggs for any of you that have, have ever not had them uh, they're soft they're like a soft egg and and you could like I said you can actually you know you, you almost the shell I mean you basically can squeeze it out almost it's it's like a you know, into your mouth it, it, or sucking into your mouth. It, it's it's very soft. It's not like an egg where you crack it and, and eat it. It's very soft. And a lot of times you actually will boil those, boil the egg sac. Um, you actually get a one a, 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 an alligator or, or something like that with actual, uh, like an egg sac. You can actually boil the whole egg sac and then have a bunch of eggs. And you can, so, like I said, they're not like chicken eggs. They're they're very soft. You just suck them out. They're they're not very. You don't eat the the. the I mean, I I don't think you eat the the. I, I didn't, but the uh, you don't eat the white. You just eat the the inside. And it's totally different than a chicken egg. Uh, they're very soft. Any reptile egg are totally different. They're very soft. They're very um. You know, where you think of a chicken egg, it's hard, or, an egg, or a duck egg, and you crack it and all that. Where this is like a soft, really smooth kind of uh, egg you can more or less like rip open or something like that. It's, it's not like a, like a hard shell. It's a soft shell kind of thing. And so that was something that uh, somebody asked me about. I, I have never actually done that, but or I've actually eaten alligator eggs, but I've never actually alligator hunted. But uh, that was something that somebody pointed out, too. Uh, one of the things, too, I went online. And if you're actually a, if you're not, if you're a wrestling fan or you're not a wrestling fan, uh, if you, if you go up to, if you look up Shawn Michaels McMillan River Adventure, uh, there actually is uh, a couple of videos of them actually hunting alligators, how they actually do it. And it's actually quite interesting. Uh, for those of you that, that have ever, I don't know if anybody's ever hunted alligator. I have not, and that's not really something on my bucket list to do, but if you actually want to see how they actually hunt alligator, uh, McMillan River Adventure, if you Google it, uh, Paul Michaels in YouTube, you know, McMillan River Adventure, and there's actually a bunch of videos on them actually going down the river hunting alligator, and it actually shows you how they actually do it, 
and uh, it's really interesting and uh, it's really brutal too to watch. But uh, like I said, it's Mac it's McMillan River Adventure. Uh, it's with Shawn Michaels. Like I said, you can actually see, like I said, wrestling fan or not, it's it's a hunting show, and it actually shows them um, alligator hunting, and it uh, was was really interesting. Uh, like I said, I have never actually done it. Um, I don't really don't have any urge to do that. But uh, it is brutal to watch. It is uh, seems very intense. And uh, like so, like I said, go ahead and, and check that out if you're interested in alligator hunting. How it actually happens, uh, it actually is. It's interesting to watch, and uh, it's it's not like kind of hunting you would you think of. It actually is. Uh, it looks pretty intense. It looks pretty dangerous. Not something necessarily I want to do, but um, if those are interested in it, it is up there and it is interesting. And uh, there's a couple other ones on there too. Um, as well, and, and like I said, if you want to, too, one thing I know is too about watching some of these videos is alligator hunting and alligator trapping are two different things. Crocodile hunting, crocodile hunt, uh, trapping, all that's all different. So it's a whole different kind of thing down there, a whole different kind of hunting, and it, it just it's it's really interesting to watch. And like I said, I didn't actually realize what was involved with it until you actually watch it. So if you're interested, check it out. Like I said, they have it down in Florida and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, down south, and like I said, there's whole videos down uh like i said on 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 youtube with it uh mcmillan river adventure had the best ones that i saw with the best camera quality it wasn't just some guy doing it on his phone but uh it was it was interesting and like i guess crocodile hunting and alligator hunting they're different things and it's totally different uh stuff so um interesting there i wanted to point that out to everybody also too folks i wanted to kind of talk about some other things as well uh somebody had had i had talked about distressed properties on the on the last episode, and I, and I did get some response from people asking about distressed properties. Uh, how do you find them and stuff like that? Uh, you know, d distressed properties is uh, is one of those things where uh, right now with everything shut down with COVID, it, it, it's hard to try to do this kind of stuff. You kind of kind of wait till the real estate industry kind of reopens up again. But uh, what what generally the way you do it is you'll you'll find you find a property, uh, you know, and that you really want to do something with. That you think you can do something with, and then you have to go either to the courthouse or online, and like I said, get the tax bill, and then you know mail out the mail a letter out to these people, and say you're interested, and you hope they call you back. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. It's a crapshoot, pretty much. But uh, some people have pointed out some things like that and asked me if I could help them find distressed properties. I, I I really don't have the time for that, and without being familiar with your area, th that's something you really have to be familiar with the area. And while I'm, I, I appreciate everybody with the vote of confidence saying if they can help them find a distressed property, uh, you really got to know the area. You really got to be able to drive around because it's not something that's going to be advertised on a real estate site. You have to pretty much find the people on your own, find the property, do the homework, uh, because I have no way of knowing what's distressed and what's not. It's something. It's really the only thing you can do to really know the pro know the area. Um, you know, I know people have had questions. Could I help them with this of that? And and you know, I'm not really in the business of doing that, but. Uh, if you are interested in address just probably like I said it's as easy as find you know find the property find the address uh, get the tax records mail a letter and when they reach out to you if you, you know after you reach out to you you're interested in doing it you you know you can reach out to a, a real estate attorney or a real estate agent and they can start the, the the contract and all that so it's you know it's a it's a little bit uh, like I said it's not it, it's not so much hard work as it is just finding the address and reaching out to the people so uh, and you really got to know the area, you're going to know the property. It's, it's a really different thing than than actually, you know, going online and searching for houses that are for sale. You actually have to really know 
what's around you and all that because generally with a, with a distressed property it's not going to be listed the people don't have it listed with a realtor you're finding it you're they're still paying a tax on it. they're not even interested in selling you're reaching out saying hey would you like to sell that's the key with a distressed property it's it's property that people really can't list with a realtor because it's such in bad shape because they've neglected it uh, all those years and and that's kind of how you you know so if you I mean and it's easy as if you drive by that drive by a house that hasn't been touched in 10 years driving to work every day and you say hey my wife and I might be interested in that you know you reach out to they may not be interested in selling it um, generally distressed properties can't be listed with a realtor because they are again distressed so uh, a lot of times people really can't reach out to a realtor because the realtor won't take them because they're in such bad shape so like I said, the key is, like I said, finding the property. You got to really know the area and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where you'll know. And if and if people do have questions about how to find the address, so that I can help with. But, um, you know, it's as simple as finding the property. You know, no, saying, hey, you know, I haven't seen anybody at that house. It's fallen down. You know, I'd be interested in working on it. Uh, you know, mailing an, an uh, you know a, a letter and saying to the people saying, hey, I'm interested in your property. I know it's not for sale. But it looks like you know it needs some work, and I'd be interested in buying it, and then coming up with a, a fair price. Um, so, like I said, it's really that simple. So, uh, like I said, it's it's one of those things where you're gonna have to know your area. I really can't help you with that, but I do appreciate everybody asking me and all that kind of stuff. And um, like I said, if you need help finding an address or something, I could help with that. But like I said, you really, it's really easy to do it on your own. So, a lot of people, some people had some questions about that, so I just wanted to go ahead and. Uh, kind of reach out with that information for you. Another thing, folks, I want to talk about too. Um, talking about the, everything going on, um, some people, like I said, have asked about how they could, uh, how they could actually, you know, make money while this whole thing is going on. Uh, one of the things, folks, you could do is, and, and I found this out too, is uh, if if you can, sometimes it's not always, it's not about someone's making money; it's trying to cut expenses and. Um, if you like, sometimes people just can't make money while they're, you know, they're they they're not able to. But one thing you can do is you can try to cut expenses. And one thing, one of the, some some things are very hard to cut. Obviously, you, there's certain things you can't cut. But uh, you know, one thing you may want to look at is obviously if you can maybe cut down your cable bill. See, you know, if you're in a tight spot with money, see if you can, you know, cut you know cut back on your cable bill and. Um, you know your electric bill try to conserve electric if you can um you know unplug things you don't need stuff like that um you know th things like that you know little money saving tips you can uh maybe try you know if you have the time try to look on the internet for sales for stuff uh when you, you go shopping you know see if there's coupons for stuff you generally would buy at the grocery store uh you know things things like that could really help cut if you cut a few you know sometimes it's not necessarily cutting big chunks of money from your budget or it, it's cutting the little things you can cut uh, sometimes can actually really, really help. Uh, instead of maybe going to the grocery store, if you have a local farmer's market, that might be something you could try as well to save money on your produce and your milk and eggs and, and things of that nature. So, uh, like, as long as it's not always big things, it's it's little things sometimes. Because, if you're, I mean, you can't cut your, your insurance on, on your, you know, on your on your house because especially if you have a mortgage you have to have coverage on your house you can't you know for the most part if you have to keep now now maybe not as much because of the the summer's starting to roll in but you can't really cut the heat too much but there are certainly you can cut you can cut back on electric by turning things and unplugging things you don't need you could you know um you know cut back on your cable 
uh, you know, uh, I mean, you could, I mean, if your car is paid off, you could kind of cut back in your car insurance. I don't necessarily recommend that, but um, it's something you could do. But that's something else you could do, folks, if you if you really need to save money. Evaluate your car insurance, your, your house insurance, and see if you can get a better rate. See if there is a company that will give you a better rate on car insurance, a better rate on, on homeowner's insurance. I mean, uh, I know myself, I just recently changed car insurances uh, just because I was getting sick. I'm not going to say the company because I don't want to call anybody out. But I was thinking to myself, well, it's made a lot of money for the, for just three vehicles. And I reached out to another company and they gave us a much better rate. So uh, that's something you can try. And, and if you're not working, you have the time to make these phone calls. So uh, that's something I wanted to point out too is sometimes maybe it's not always so much making money to cover expenses, it's maybe reevaluating your expenses uh, to see what you can actually save uh, going forward, and and I'm not saying that you know, and, and I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm just saying you know that might be, if you can't make money or you're not making extra money, maybe evaluating your current financial situation uh, might actually might might help. Um, and the other thing too, folks, is is and I want to point out too, a couple people have messaged, uh, you know, a couple people I know have, have talked to me about this, but uh, one of the things I would say too is is there are certain things you you don't want to get behind on your mortgage. Uh, you know your 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 insurance payments, those kind of things you know. But um, your car, your credit cards, or medical bills. If if you and everybody knows the situation, I'm sure you guys, anybody who's called to make a payment on anything, has heard. Uh, what you can do is you can reach out to co- like your credit card companies and tell them you're having a tough time. And a lot of them are saying, okay, well, well we're going to postpone this month's payment. Um, and you know, I mean, there, you know, so there there are things you can do with everything going on right now that you can try to postpone payments. And like I said, you don't necessarily want to postpone insurance, um, stuff like that, because God forbid things happen and you don't have insurance. So I wouldn't suggest imposing your insurance or your mortgage mm-hmm. if you can avoid it. But like, you can go ahead and, and call up your credit card company and say, hey, I don't have the money this month. You know, I'm having tough times. I'm not working because of everything going on with COVID. Could you postpone this payment or something? And, and mo- many of them will. Uh, your electric, The electric company will do it. Uh, so, and, and the big, and, and maybe if you don't have the money, a key would be try to try to cut back on electric and then call and postpone your electric payment. So now when you do get back to work, you owe less. So that might be, you know, there, there are a lot of different things you can do to try to make your situation better. Uh, you know, your subscription services, um, I, I hate to say this, but you know, stuff like, you know, maybe HBO is a necessity right now. Maybe Netflix or Hulu is a necessity right now. Uh, you know, your music services maybe aren't a necessity right now. I'm not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking anybody. I, I know we're all looking for entertainment right now. We're all sitting home. But I'm just saying you need to look at what's, an, what's a necessity versus a need versus a want. And I talked about this on like other pod has before. And if you need to cut some expenses, maybe that nine, ten bucks a month for a subscription service, maybe you don't need that right now. Uh, maybe you can postpone paying Dropbox or, 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 or one of the, or, or, you know, Netflix or Hulu or HBO or Spotify or Apple Music. Maybe, you know, maybe you can cut back on those things and save that nine bucks a month, ten bucks a month that maybe you can put, put elsewhere. Um, so that, you know, that there are things you can really do, try to reevaluate your financial expenses. Um, you know, maybe look at your credit cards and say, okay, well, I'm paying, you know, 12, you know, paying 20% interest. Uh, you know, maybe there's a credit card here I can get for, you know, seven or eight percent interest. Um, you know, there, there are things you can do like that, that, um, you know, can help cut back. And like I said, especially with the thing going on with COVID right now, the, the, a lot of these places are, are very willing to work with you. Uh, they know what's going on in the world. They see what's going on in the world and they'll, they're willing to help you. And, and like I said, the key is to cut expenses and then reevaluate and, and then reevaluate your expenses 
and and all that if you can't make extra money or maybe make that extra money and also evaluate your expenses and maybe the two will even out uh, which would be great so I just like I said I just want to go ahead and, and point these things out so that you know I want people to you know to really get over this hump and it's tough time you know it's a very difficult time for everybody right now uh, whether you have money or not but I think you know it, it's important to say okay um, you know, prime example too is, and and I'm not knocking anybody, but you know, I have a lot of friends of mine that have saying they have tough times. I'm like, well, prime example is I have a friend of mine, and she's a nice person. She's a neighbor. You know, every time you turn around, they're always going to Europe, and she's just, you know, oh, we just right now with the salt's not working. I wish we had money. I'm like, well, did you plan? Well, we already have our Europe trip planned. I'm like, well, can you get that money back? Why don't we want to? Because that's this whole thing. We like to go. Well, right now you need that money, so we'll see if you can get a refund. Um, you know, little things like that, sometimes people just not thinking um, what's important right now. Um, you know, spending mo spending a lot of money if your spouse is not working and is filing for unemployment. Uh, little things like that sometimes, if you just kind of think the next step um, can really make a difference in your planning, uh, you know, prepping or whatever. And if prepping, and I've said this before, folks, but prepping and survivalism isn't just what if the world comes to an end. It's preparing your finances. It's preparing your future. It's preparing your your home. Preparing for little things. You know, maybe not natural huge catastrophes, but preparing. What do I do if I don't have electric one day? What if I don't have? You know, a li little stuff like that. I've said it many times. Preparing isn't just isn't just what if the world comes to an end? What if the zombie apocalypse happens? What if the aliens come? It's what do I do if I lose electric for four days? What do I do if I lose my job what if I do those are things you can prepare for and I hate to say it I think at times are more realistic than some of the stuff we see where people are preparing uh, for you know the doomsday well I do think it is you know important to prepare for all that kind of stuff um, I hate to say it I think sometimes losing your job is something that's a little more could happen rather than the aliens coming down I'm not saying it can't happen you know I'm not a I'm not a scientist I'm not saying that it can't happen but uh, the the realism is is there's more chances of you losing your job than there is of um, you know the zombie apocalypse coming tomorrow. Um, it you know we get up you know the, the it it just you know it just I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm just saying it's you know there's more of a chance of it happening. Uh, so you know uh, that's a big part of survivalism and and preparing as well. Uh, and also too, well, like I said, want to point out we're talking about. Uh, finances and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you do have a business, like I said, uh, the loan forgiveness, I would like to point that out. You can um, apply for that small business loan. Uh, the paychecks um, forgiveness is available. Uh, stimulus checks are going out. Uh, tax returns are going to come back. So uh, there is things you can do, by the way, folks, to kind of help the situation as you go forward. And I know it's hard and it's difficult sometimes, but uh, those are the things we have to do right now uh, in, in tough times. Uh, also, too, folks, like I said, there's a little, as far as cutting expenses go, my wife and I have actually done some cutting, I mean, knock on wood, we're both working, thank God, but uh, some things we've done, uh, switched to generic diapers for the baby to save a few dollars, generic wipes, stuff like that, just little cost-cutting things you can do, um, buying generic fruit snacks, buying the Walmart brand instead of the, the name brand. Uh, you know, little things like that, buying a generic cereal rather than buying Frosted Flakes. Uh, little things like that could really save you a couple of bucks. And like I said, you know, one thing I've noticed for myself from kind of expenses, 
I can't always save four or five, six hundred dollars, but I can save five dollars here, ten dollars there, eight dollars there, nine dollars, and all of a sudden that adds up to a couple hundred dollars a month. So, you know, those are the things too. Sometimes it's not the big things, it's the little things you can do that add up to a big thing. Um, like I said, folks, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, stay safe, st- uh, you know, stay healthy, and uh, we will see you on the next show. Catch you on down the road.